Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions, Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Monday, restaurant and equipment auction for baker's ovens, range ovens, floor mixers, ice machines, dining room furniture, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Watching the Nuggets last night, I can think of a million different analogies, but I'll, I'll just come up with this one. It's like watching the 100-yard dash with Usain Bolt, and he's jogging the first 50 yards. And then suddenly, it looks like he is shot out of a cannon, and he blows by everybody. Yeah. That was last night. The Nuggets are down by 15 in the first quarter, down by 10 at the half, and then bang, zoom, they were gone. At one point, they outscored the Kings 68-25. to They played terrible defensively in that first quarter, giving up 35 points, and then just clamped down in the next two quarters. And by the way, the number of points that the Kings scored in the fourth quarter, wee bit deceiving. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Their defense uh, ends up being really the difference. But I thought that they played very evenly, especially in that front five. Uh, It was a game where Nikola Jokic did not, of course, when does he ever force anything? But, I mean, he didn't feel the need to um, to take over or to do things. He knew that he had Jamal Murray on a pretty good heater. And Jamal Murray was, what, 13 of 15 from the floor or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're talking about he fed the monster and was more than willing to do it. Uh, and Jamal Murray had a tr- outstanding night. But that, but that's just a really good basketball team that has another gear and has the confidence that they will be able to find that gear. You know what last night did for me, Eric, and really the game uh, preceding it in Golden State was trying to figure out how much more confidence – no, not trying to figure out – how much more confidence I have that this team can't be beaten in a seven-game series. That's the thing. Can they be beaten once, of course. twice? Of, co- of course they can, Saw right? last year's playoffs. Exactly. They didn't sweep any series. Yeah. Oh, they swept the Lakers, but that was about yeah. it. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it can happen. It will happen. But the great thing about seven-game series is the better team usually wins. And I think that that's what we've seen down the stretch run now for the Nuggets. They are the better team. Nikola Jokic sent a text message to his teammates. Okay. And this was, was this after the All-Star break? This was during the All-Star break. During the All-Star break. After the game, but during the break. Okay. And KCP didn't really talk about everything that Jokic said. But he said he got everybody motivated. So we're looking forward to winning another championship. You know, we were kind of hoping that this All-Star break, specifically with the way they stumbled in, Mm -hmm. you know, and then in the final game against Sacramento in a game that they were up, I think, what, by 12 at the half? And then just, you know, the trap door opened on them. Sure, right. Right? 
Nikola Jokic has everybody now focused. Clearly, they have won their four games, four game winning streak by an average of 18 points a game. And I understand Portland was on the docket. I understand the Wizards were on the docket. Um, I don't know, honestly, if Golden State is really going to be threatened for that 10th spot, but they were playing some very good basketball, winning eight of nine games. Sacramento had beaten the Nuggets every single time they played them this year. Yep. Um, I'll be curious to see what happens moving forward. They have a four-game stretch against Miami. First time these two teams are playing since the finals. Tonight on a back-to-back, Okay, but at home. Then they get the Lakers, where LeBron's going for a record. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Then you got Phoenix, who you need to keep your eye on. Yes, you do. And then the Boston Celtics. Yeah, it's a pretty good, a pretty interesting four-game stretch, isn't it? No question about it. And I'm sure that they're aware of that. They're playing for they're playing for rhythm. They're playing for some consistency. And why not? If you if you're close enough to grab home court advantage, why not go get it? You talked about it the other day. It's not as important for the Nuggets and their self-being to have home court advantage, but I do think it sends tremors around the rest of the conference. After watching what they've done. Absolutely. If you're... They look like the team that dismantled many other teams in certain games in the playoffs. That went 16-4 and in the playoffs last year. And and defensively is what led the way for them. When they want to clamp down, I mean, they have, in years past, they had a lot of offense. But again, they have a, they have a bunch of defensive specialists. Not to say that that's all they do like a Bruce Bowen. Aaron Gordon, defensive specialist. KCP, defensive specialist. Christian Brown, that is what he does best. Yes, it He's is. He's a hustle guy. Peyton Watson, a very good defensive player. When you have a, what is it? a quarter of your roster. Actually, I take that back. I'm not going to even call it a quarter of the roster. They play about eight guys. Yeah. Nine guys. That's right. Four of the nine, generally speaking, I'll take Brown out a little bit, can play very high-level defense. Yes. It's not a knock on Brown. He's just not a high-level defender yet, but he's very good. Yeah. He's he's a pest. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, pretty pesky. Um, I, I love the way it's coming together and the, this is the time of the year where you really just hope you, that you can have some consistency, but that you can stay healthy. Well, it's funny because Michael Malone said that after the all-star break saying my priority is making sure our team is healthy going mm-hmm. into the playoffs right now. I know there have been some bumps and bruises recently with KCP and Jamal Murray, but the guys, they are not injured. They're hurt, but they're not injured. Right. So if they're not, if if they're injured, you're not playing them. If they're hurt, you need to be a little bit careful. But right now, I don't think, I don't want to say that Michael Malone doesn't have to worry about injuries as we sit here this morning. You're just not going to play some of those guys 43 minutes. Right. There's no reason to. But there's nothing wrong with paying, playing Jamal Murray 38 minutes. No. 
35, 36 minutes, I should say. Especially in a game like last night where he just was in ungodly rhythm. That that's a that's an that's a game that doesn't take a toll because you're just you're feeling it. Right? So but how many minutes did Nikola Jokic play last night? I mean, basically I mean they shut him down after three. Watching last night's game with what Jamal did, that was playoff Jamal. Yes, it's true. Not a knock on regular season, Jamal. That looked like playoff Jamal. Mm-hmm. And it got me to thinking in the playoffs, historically, what has been the best duo ever? I looked up what Jordan and Pippen did mm-hmm. offensively only in 1996 when they won 72 games. Jokic and Murray were better offensively than Jordan and Pippen. Now, Jordan and Pippen were elite defenders. Elite defenders. Then I looked up Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. For Kobe, I think it was in 2003, maybe. Kobe and Shaq, their numbers were comparable or a little bit better Mm -hmm. than Murray and Jokic, but both guys, elite defenders. At least Kobe was. Shaquille O'Neal was an elite defender as a rim protector. Yeah. I mean, he was a very large body that yeah. you just couldn't, mo- yeah, you couldn't yeah, he, move around. He, he wasn't moving out to the perimeter to stop threes. No. No, he'd be interesting he, in this day and age. It'd uh, be interesting to watch how he would play and adjust. Offensively, Murray and Jokic, better, I believe, than any season that Kareem and Magic had together. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But... There is a small difference when you look at that Lakers team specifically. Sure. They didn't have to score all the points because they had James Worthy. Yeah. <laughs> they had a bunch of guys. Nuggets don't, Nuggets don't have that option of a James Worthy. And the Bulls didn't have that option. No, they didn't. Of a James Worthy. And Kobe and Shaq didn't have the option, really, of a James Worthy. I thought it was, you bring up good points. But Jokic and Murray in back-to-back games have been scintillating. And and that's Jokic with only 14 points and nine shots last night. Only played 32 minutes. That's 16 minutes on the bench. Right. Those are good numbers. Jamal Murray seemed to play the whole game. He only played 33 minutes. Right. But they got contributions off the bench, contributions. It wasn't a great bench night last night, but that front five was really, really good last night. Really good. And their ability over the last three quarters in particular to defend didn't give up more than 24 points in any of those three quarters after giving up 35 in the first. That was the difference in the game. And frankly, it's the difference in the Nuggets because when the Nuggets defend, Mm -hmm. they're going to win games. Yeah. When they defend, because they are going to score, period. Jokic had 14 points, and they scored 117 last night. They score. And, 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 well, their and, defense leads to offense, too. Yes, although they haven't been a great transitional scoring team, albeit, although in the last few games they have been. Because it's a different team now. They're, they're, they're in a different place right now, and with four straight wins, you got to love where it is. Coming up after the break, NFLPA did their grades of coaches. Ownership. How good's the locker room and the food? (laughs) We'll concentrate on one thing, and that is Sean Payton. 
he got an A minus. And on its surface, that is really, really impressive. Or is it? That's next. Watching the clock, it's four o'clock, it's got to stop Tell him, take no more She practices her speech as he opens the door She rolls over, pretends to sleep as he looks her over She lies and says she's another time Can't find a better man she dreams in color, she dreams in red Can't find a better man Can't find a better man Can't find a better man Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle Presented by Silterhar Mazda A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda Find them at sthmazda.com Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. This is a great song. It's a tremendous song. Is this as good as any Bruce Springsteen song? No. I mean, any? Any. Just pick any Bruce Springsteen. Would you put this over any Bruce Springsteen song? Any? Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some Springsteen that I'm not as fond of. Like the entire Nebraska album? Um... Yeah, you go to that one a lot. Because <laughs> it, it, it was a. I, I understand why he did it, but it was like. Eh, eh, uh, okay. eh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions. Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Monday. There's a restaurant equipment auction for baker's ovens, range ovens, countertop and floor mixers, ice machines, dining room furnishings, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. This auction is open. Right now at RollerAuction.com. In the meantime, if you're looking to have a great time this weekend, Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar is the place to be because it's like a three-ring circus. Always something going on. Every Friday, Saturday, they have a live band, no cover. You like to shoot pool? They have 15 pool tables. They have a great outdoor area as well. Terrific food, including their green chili, which I think is fantastic. And then their happy hour is impossible to beat. Three until seven every single day of the week, two for one on all wine, well, and drafts. Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar always has it going on. Head on out there tonight, this weekend, anytime. It's the best. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. NFLPA surveyed its players. Teams are now ranked officially 
So are owners and head coaches and training staffs and the chefs. Everybody got a ranking. Everybody gets a grade. Broncos right in the middle. 16th out of 32 teams, which is roughly about right, considering where you're looking at them in the draft. 8-9 win team, right? Yeah. Right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, this survey had Sean Payton getting an A-. minus. You had ownership, Greg Penner, um, getting an A. He was fifth. You have Sean Payton with the A-. minus. No knock on him. An A-, minus. great, great. 13th overall tied with a bunch of guys with A-. minuses. What was your overall takeaway of everything? And then we'll drill down a little bit more. I don't put a lot of stock into things like this, but I get it. It's low-hanging fruit because it's rankings. It's rankings. Um, Power rankings. Yeah, exactly, right? Whenever in doubt, just rank the best of all time or the best this year or whatever fills the Uh, On the power rankings for team travel, (laughs) pre-flight snack. Yeah, exactly. The Broncos get an A for... Serving a mini charcuterie board. Yeah, that's right. The pretzels weren't stale. Oh, they do better than pretzels. Yes. Look, are these things meaningful? Maybe. I I guess it's who interprets them and, and what they do because of them. It wouldn't move my needle at all, I don't think. But, um... My biggest takeaway was Broncos ownership getting an A, but various things that are directly reflective of what ownership does or provides got C pluses and, you know, lower grades, Well, for instance. But let's be fair. The Broncos fell from a D plus to a D because of the locker room, but $175 million is going into an entirely new facility so we need to forget about taking that with a grain of salt. That should be a salt truck of salt. What did they get for ha- handling family? That was bad. And that and, and that's a, a reflection of ownership. And I got to tell you something. That was shocking. That was weird for me to look at. I will go back to something that Carrie Penner spearheaded. Garbage bag day. Final day of the season for Broncos players after the regular season ends. Guys take a garbage bag, they pack up all their stuff, throw it over their shoulder like a hobo, and they meander out the door. Carrie Penner saw this last year. She didn't like the look of it. She didn't think that it was, she felt the guys didn't have enough dignity. It was degrading. It is. Yes. So she went out, talked to some players, I believe, some other people in the organization. They got nice nylon bags. And while that seems insignificant, I think that's nice bedside manner. No question. But family treatment, I, I was, I, I don't necessarily know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what does that, that mean. Does that mean all of the kids from all the players don't get to run on the field like Russ's kids? What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how wide the or how expansive the umbrella is uh, over treatment of families. But D-plus is not a grade, although I was familiar with D-pluses. It's not one that you aspire to. So no, and, and it and it and it clashes directly with ownership getting an A. <laughs> so that was to me the biggest kind of double take that I did. I, I kind I figured that strength coaches would probably get a little bit because they, they that team loved Lauren Landau. 
Lauren Landau got a lot of blame for all of those injuries. And anybody who truly knows the inner workings of what happened there, a lot of that, uh, listen, this is not a cop-out. A lot of that started with Nathaniel Hackett Mm -hmm. on the way he conducted practices. And everybody has to be in lockstep on how to keep these players healthy. To the credit of Sean Payton, those guys are in lockstep. However, I do find it interesting that the drop was precipitous. Yeah. It really, really was. I don't know if the gap is large because of the love they had for Lauren Landau, and it's a protest vote for the new guy. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. Right. Or is it really as bad as I suppose that it seems? I'll just read the numbers to you. According to this survey, okay, injuries were way down this past year. But 80% of the players feel like they got an individual workout plan, nutrition plan, whatever it is. That's ranked 27. Mm-hmm. Okay. The players felt the strength coaches moderately contributed to their success. That is 29th. Right. Now, to your point, there are going to be some things that improve exponentially here. Weight room is going to improve. Training room is going to improve. Locker room is going to improve. Not until after next season. After next season, right. Because they're about... I don't even know if, by the way, I don't know if it's going to be ready for the start of training camp or OTAs heading into 2026. It's supposed to be ready for the start of the season. Yeah. If I read it correctly. Right. I could be wrong. Maybe we'll be ready during training camp. I don't know. But it's coming, and it's a $175 million facility. And it's going to be so state-of-the-art. So we'll see uh, how these things all play out. I guess it's all in the interpretation. But I don't know how much direction there is to use this information to improve or whether it goes in one ear and out the other. Don't know. Just don't have a feel for it. All right, we teased it going into the break, but we'll talk about it more next. Sean Payne got an A minus. On its surface, that is a very good grade. Everybody went to school, right? A minus. I'd kill to have an A minus. Yes. But is it really an A minus? That's next. Feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. Thunder. Feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Monday. There's a restaurant equipment auction. Baker's ovens, range ovens, countertop and floor mixers, dining room furnishings, and more. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Notifications, RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. 
Go to RollerAuction.com slash MHS, and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Okay, so in the NFLPA survey, Sean Payton got an A-, minus, which on its surface is very impressive. But let's put something into perspective. Only seven coaches got a B- minus or lower. It's as if Oprah Winfrey was giving away A's like she gave away cars. Let's look at other guys who got A-minuses. Greg Reich, Shane Steichen, Brian Dayball. It's like, really? What? Um, Mike Vrabel got a B-plus. John Harbaugh got a B-plus. John Harbaugh? And that and that's what I mean. Matt yeah, that's e- interesting. Matt Eberflus got a B. Yeah. Brandon Staley got a B. Robert Sella got a B. Hmm. So when you look at all these grades, you're like, what do I believe here, right? It's not a knock on Sean Payton. Sean Payton changed the culture. Yes. They were a better team this year yes. than last year. No reasonable person is going to argue that. However, this is this does stick out to me. 72% of the players feel that Payton is efficient with their time. So that means 28% feel he is not. Mm-hmm. That's ranked 27th in the league. Okay. That's player-coach relationship. That's a direct correlation. But this is a bigger one. I don't have the percentage on this, but Peyton finished 24th in this category. Players feel that that he is willing to listen to them in the locker room. He's willing to listen to players. Nathaniel Hackett was a big kid running the show. Yeah. And then you have Josh Hurricane McDaniels, who did his wrecking ball routine mm-hmm. pretty early. You had an adult step in the room with John Fox. Then you had an adult step in the room, clearly, with Sean Payton. But sometimes you have dads or moms. I'll just use dads because we're both men. Sometimes you have dads who are willing to be a little bit more empathetic and a little bit more collaborative. And then you have dads who say, this is the way we're doing it. And that sounds like Sean Payton. Yeah, I guess to some degree. Um, I think you're I think you're probably right. I don't think that should surprise anybody. I think Sean's pretty confident uh, in what he's been able to do as a coach. I think he has a plan that in his own mind he's very confident about and feels like, hey, look, they're just about ready to part with a star quarterback, quote unquote and take on $85 million of dead cap. So there's an awful lot of confidence that they know what they're doing, or he knows what he's doing, and by God, he's going to do it. So I guess that probably shouldn't surprise people too much. Um, and I, and I, we talked about this in the first hour, and I will reiterate, because I know you feel the same way. Sean Payton has firm command over the locker room. A tight grip. Very much so. No question about that. Now, too tight? I don't know. I mean, that's all. It that affects certain players maybe differently than other players. Well, it certainly helps when you bring in a lot of your own guys. Yes, oh, without question. Because, yeah. you know. If somebody's pissed off at Sean, Adam Troutman could put his arm around him and say, listen, when we were in New Orleans and we were winning, 
Yada, yada, yada. He's got yada, a lot yada. of acolytes, doesn't he? He does. Minions? Yes. He's got guys, and and I get it. That it That is his comfort level, and it makes sense. And there's a lot of those guys that I'm fine. I'm fine with a Michael Burton being there. Right. I think he's a good football player. I'm L- fine with an... Little Jordan Humphrey? Little Jordan Humphrey. I'm fine with little Jordan Humphrey. Man hurts. I'm fine. Troutman. I like Troutman a lot. So do I. I, they, I think they'll bring him back. I do too. So uh, I, I, I like Will Lutz. I mean, I thought he was... He's not a better career kicker than Brandon McManus, but I thought he was an upgrade from the year before over Brandon. Yeah. That's all. So anyway, those types of things are all part of part and parcel of the of how this thing is going to play out. But I do believe that he has solid respect and I general belief in what he's doing amongst his players. I think it is fair to say that Sean Payton has pissed off a lot of people in that building. Yes. Okay. But, well, let me add to that. He's pissed off a lot of people in the media, too. Then again, nobody listening cares about how he treats the media. Of course not. No. And honestly, nobody really cares about how he treats people in the building. Let's be honest. As far as the players go, do you think they see a different Sean? I do. I, I, well, I think... If you believe that there is a high level of respect for Sean, that is something or other that even with a reputation that precedes him has to be earned with the, with the group that he has. And I, and I do believe that he has the respect of that locker room. So yeah, it would have now, how interesting would it have been to have gotten a truth serum grading of the building? Not the players, but the building. Yeah. That might have been interesting. Oh, that would have been ugly. That would have been that, that would have been ugly. That, that might have been that, that might have been, been interesting. That so, would have been ugly. Like I said, a total truth serum. Now, can that improve? I think it needs to improve. And I think that Sean, while he is set in his ways and competent, arrogant, all of those things, I do think he's smart. And I hope that those relationships improve because I think it can make his job that much easier. You and I know damn good and well, there are good people in that building. Oh, yeah. Really good people yep. in that building that you are better off with being on your side and being the wind in your sails. So off we go for you. Your have show. carry. You have a lot of carryover from the Bolin era. Yes. I and know it's a new ownership. And group. how did that work out? That was pretty damn good. It if was you ask me more, more than pretty good. Right. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? We'll discuss the Avs taking back on the ice tonight against Chicago, and we'll take a head a look ahead on the NCAA men's basketball bubble watch as we are approach, approaching March. What CSU and CU need to do—that's all coming up next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, Mile High Sports.
Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Monday, there's a restaurant and equipment auction for baker's ovens, range ovens, countertop and floor mixers, ice machines, dining room furnishings, and more. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at argonautliquor.com. All right, guys, just in case you missed it, the Avalanche will be back in action tonight in Chicago without Valerie Nutrushkin, who did return from the Player Safety Association. Uh, Avs taking on Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks. Blackhawks currently on a four-game losing streak. They've only won one game the entire month of February after coming back from the All-Star break. And Nathan McKinnon just two points away from getting his back-to-back 100-point seasons. Uh, what do you think the Avs should do tonight to get the win? I think the Avs need to assert themselves, much as they did the other night at home against Dallas, which, by the way, they have now swept uh, the, all three games that they have played to this point this season. This is a game where you would really be disappointed, I think, if they played down to the competition. Come on. The Blackhawks are the worst team in hockey. Right. Worst team in hockey. Yes, they're tied with San Jose with 35 points. But the Blackhawks, while they have two games in hand, also have two more losses. Yeah. They're bad. Take care of your business. They, they, they'll probably have the number one pick again. <laughs> wow. But I don't think another Connor Bedard is going to be coming out in the draft. Right. So, did you say Natushkin is or is not playing? No. He's not playing. He'll, he is not. he'll most likely be back with the team when they come back home against Chicago again next Tuesday. Yeah, that's what uh, Jared Bednar indicated last week, early in that little kind of mini homestand he'll play. I don't think you need to rush Nachushkin back to play the Blackhawks. Right. I think you think you should have more than enough firepower. But that will be interesting to see how they how they play. Can they play with focus and energy? If they win tonight, I, I does Winni- do Winnipeg and the Stars play tonight? Yes. Okay. The, the Avalanche have a chance to be in a first place tie in the Central Division yep. when the night's over. Right. All right, just in case you missed it, as we approach March and the NCAA tournament coming around, take a look at early bubble locks. Uh, Obviously, your Blue Bloods, Kentucky, Duke, South Carolina already locked into a spot. Uh, We'll look at the local teams with uh, the Buffaloes and the Rams. Buffaloes on a current three-game win streak. Uh, On the other side, the Rams on a three-game losing streak after that heartbreak loss against Nevada. Uh, right now, it looks like the Rams sitting at a comfortable seven seed right now. That might drop down a little bit. And the Buffs, one of the first teams out of the tournament. So what do Tad Boyle and the Buffaloes need to do to secure a spot in the tournament? I don't want to take exception to what you just said, Gordon. It was not a heartbreak loss. You know why? Nevada's a better team. Nevada's a better team. They just are. They're 23-6. and six. 
They're 10 and 5 in conference play. They are a better team than Colorado State. This is not a heartbreak loss. This isn't even an upset that they lost. They're the better team. Well, I mean, they were favored at home, but but I don't think there's much to choose from between really the six teams that are going to get in. I mean, was from it a the lucky West? Was it a lucky shot? Well, of you could have defended, but you could have defended it a little better. I mean, I that is on them. I, I I think. But who's the better team right now? Nevada. You are what your record says you yeah, are. Yeah, and they've beaten them twice. I right. mean, you know, better. You don't have any pushback on that. Right. Um, Colorado's interesting because they are in a league where right now only two teams are forecasted to be in the NCAA tournament. What does that mean for Colorado? It means that there are precious few opportunities to win meaningful games. They are on virtually everyone's first four out list line right now. But you've got to play a Washington State or an Arizona and have some success maybe in the tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. Or you need a lot of help in front of you. That's not likely. So their situation is a little more tenuous than Colorado State, which has the advantage of playing in the Mountain West. Folks, six teams from the Mountain West are going to be in the NCAA tournament. Two or maybe three are going to be in from the Pac-12. Here's another way to skin this cat. Pac-12, 12 teams. If the season ended today, there are six Pac-12 teams that would not make the NIT. Right. Now, you could make, and I'm putting UCLA in that category, Mm -hmm. but because they are UCLA and they are 14 and 13, because they're UCLA... They will probably get in. But those other five teams will not get in because they're all under 500. There are five teams in the Pac-12 with 12 teams that are under 500. Yeah. There are 11 teams in the Mountain West and four teams are under 500. Yeah. Yeah, two teams, you know, sounds about right. I think Oregon might have a chance, but they got to go on a little bit of a run. Yeah, I mean... You've got same with same with the same with the yeah, Buffs. Yeah, Colorado and Oregon are are really kind of in similar situations. I, I'm going to tell you why it's disappointing. They arguably have the top pick in the draft yeah. on their team, right? And that guy's not carrying them. And KJ Simpson has been unbelievable these last few games. Really, really worth watching. All right, just in case you missed it, the Nuggets will also be back in action tonight on a, another back-to-back. Their second and last one of the season taking on the Miami Heat in a NBA Finals rematch. Uh, oddly enough, uh, Thomas Bryant on the Miami Heat w- it was suspended for uh, an altercation against the Pelicans last week, but he will be in Ball Arena tonight to receive his championship, but will have to leave immediately <laughs> after receiving his ring. It's so, great. <laughs> God. So what do you expect the Nuggets to do tonight as they take on the Miami Heat? I expect the Nuggets to take care of their business. I don't think that this means anything to them that they are playing the Miami Heat. They don't have time for a little moment of nostalgia. It, it, it will come maybe in the in giving a ring up to a guy that played very, virtually no factor in your championship run a year ago. This isn't like Bruce Brown right. coming back. There's or not going to be a Uncle video. Jeff. You know right? why? The, you know why there's not going to be a video tribute? There isn't enough video to put together <laughs> a tribute for his time in an Nuggets uniform. 
go get a win and go get a win in the way that we have come to uh, expect them in this four-game four streak where they have just absolutely dominated teams. Remember, Eric pointed it out. They are winning these games big, 18 points a game over the last four wins. I don't know if it's going to be quite like that tonight on the back end of a back-to-back, but I think that the Nuggets will win convincingly. All right, just in case you missed it, saying on the college side, also uh, the Denver Pioneers uh, look to get into the Frozen Four as they approach that tournament. They currently sit in a tough four seed right now. Uh, what do you expect the Pioneers to do as they lead the country with uh, goals per, scored per game with 4.8 in the season? Don't point at me. You can start it off. You usually start these off. No, go. I think their lacrosse team is amazing. <laughs> and um, full disclosure here. I, I Here's what I will tell you about DU hockey. It's always, they're always good. They're always good. Right. And they have a chance to win a national championship. David Carl has done a really nice job continuing and building on the tradition. They've got a national championship under him to their credit. But, and they play, I think, in, and I don't know, maybe you would know about this better. I think they play in the best, generally the best league in the country. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you're one of the better teams in the best league in the country, you should have a say in how the national tournament is going to play out pretty much every year. Same thing with the NCAA men's basketball tournament. The better conferences are going to get higher seeds exactly. because of your competition right. throughout the year. No question. Okay, that was uh, Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, they always have great specials on wine. And right now, all wines from Australia and New Zealand plus sake are 15% off. You can walk into their store off of Colfax and um, you know not only get great deals on wine, liquor, and spirits, they also have like really good snacks as well, mm. like high-end snacks, mm. love that stuff. Order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. You can order off their app as well. See why Westward calls Argonaut the best liquor store in Denver five years running. That's going to do it for us. Nigel, great job. Gordon, great job. Man of the controls on the radio. Bruce, terrific. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make it the best possible day you can. Mm, my Lord. I really want to see